Hello, and welcome to another Destiny podcast. I, as per usual, as always, am ADP Colossus, and I am joined today by nobody. Newt is MIA, Starlight is working, and you have me in your stead now. I realize I'm putting a lot of gravitas into this intro, but what's the reality of what's going on here is I have hijacked ADP, and I wish I could say I was doing this on the ADP channel, but your boy forgot the login information for ADP, so we're doing it on my personal Twitch channel. If you're an audio listener, this does not matter to you <laughs> in the slightest, so... Today, we're going to be going over the TWAB, and we're going to be doing nothing but lore. Lore and nothing else. As you can see, if you were a visual listener, watcher, fuck me, we are here in the Pyramidian on Io. But that's not the only Vex structure we're going to be talking about today. Oh, no, 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 not in the slightest. We're going to be going over the Vault of Glass World's First Raid that happened. So I hope that wherever you're listening, if at all possible, you're able to grab a drink, because that would be fantastic. Because I'm having a, a glass of wine or two or three. We'll see how it goes. I was hanging out with my brother uh, Durko tonight. We had a great cookout. Uh, we had uh, some beers. It was such a good time. It was so good. The weather was divine. <sighs> it was a good time. It was a good time, everybody, I gotta say. So, that's how my week has been. My week has, well, that's how my day has been, I guess. So, my week has been sort of, I don't know. There's not a lot to tell. Uh, Newt and I tried to get a, a raid, a day one raid team going. Didn't end up happening, which is unfortunate. Um, but we watched our, we followed our friends. We watched everybody uh, either complete or try their best to complete uh, Vault of Glass day one for Destiny 2, which I realized was a lot harder than people expected. But yeah, what can you do? Shit happens. Destiny made it, uh, sorry, Bungie made it a lot harder than people would have expected, which is also completely fine. But what can you do? We're not here to exactly go into the minutiae details of that. For the minutiae details, I will be going through the TWAB here for you because that is my... It's my fucking job on this podcast. Well, no, actually, no, it's Newt's job, but I'm doing Newt's job for him right now, so... We'll get into it in a bit here. So we're probably going to run out this song. We'll see. One way or another, we're chilling. Actually, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to start you guys off on a lore tab. Let's go for it. What are we going to go for here? Got it. The Forbidden Memory Ship. Light a candle for those we've lost. Commander Zavala whisked silently through the tower, his path lit only by the pale glow of the Traveler. He had postponed this trip until the dead of night, when the only souls around would be as eager to avoid conversation as he was. Here, in the darkness, his title dropped away, and he was just Zavala. He had spent his day both dreading and anticipating this journey. Of all his worries, this short walk had burdened him the most. His preoccupation ended with his arrival at the memorial. 
It was a hodgepodge of items, provided by both humans and Elixney. Zavala found their incongruity comforting. Reaching out, he took a candle. He closed his eyes and cast his memories back to the day of her funeral. The smell of low tide and the rumble of thunderclouds on the horizon. He felt their static charge surge through the salt air and into his body. He opened his eyes, and the wick burst into flame. Zavala smiled. It was just the type of parlor trick she had always enjoyed. Zavala placed the candle amongst its extinguished fellows, soothed by the tiny, flickering flame. He reached back, calling forth another memory. Her lithe form curled under the thin blankets in contented sleep, the pre-dawn glow seeping into the room. Her dark curls splayed across the white pillow, her musky, floral scent, her clothes strewn across the furniture. He yearned to reach out and awaken her, see her drowsy smile, hear her voice. But he knew that would transform the experience from memory to fantasy. He always wanted to preserve her as she was, perfect and mortal. Then the moment vanished. He was Commander Zavala once more. Zavala had a... Uh, someone to care about once. Somebody he... a wife, a lover, we don't know. But he, as a risen, loved a mortal woman. That... I mean, there's only one way that could really end. She grows old, he doesn't. It's just another one of the lore tabs. Uh, that's attributed to the fallen ship, by the way, uh, by the ship called the Forbidden Memory. Uh, we don't know. I don't know how we get it. Probably through Eververse at some point. Uh, it's a slotted candle for those we've lost. Part of me is led to believe that it's going to be through the season of the or Festival of the Lost. We'll see. I don't know. It's very fallen in nature, though. It's, it's really quite neat and jagged. But yeah. This goes to show that if Risen love mortals and mortals love Risen, then it just... Everything fades away to memory, I guess. It's not to say you can't grab some joy from it, though. But... <clears throat> Let's stop with this music here, because I'm getting a little bit emotional. God damn. Oh, that song is so good. Okay. Uh, let's shift gears here a bit. Uh, let's put it into H. And uh, get into the twab, shall we? Because I guess that's my uh, that's what I'm hearing. Meow, 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 meow. Words. Uh, where did I put that tab? <laughs> oh my God! Where's the? There it is. Okay. This week at Bungie for the twentieth of May, twenty twenty one. This week at Bungie, we crack open the vault of glass. <laughs> Sorry, hold on, folks. I'm trying to access my um, live mobile dashboard on my phone, so listen to the dulcet tones of my voice as I do so. It should only take me about 20 years to do this uh, until I'm caught up to be able to do this properly. Okay, there we are. We're looking good, folks. So, this week at Bungie, we crack open the Vault of Glass. 
Remember to hydrate, kids. So, we're literally uh, a week into the season of the Splicer, but basically the biggest thing that, that well, ah, this is a bit untimely to be doing this uh, twa because this came before the Vault of Glass prep. Uh, sorry, before the Vault of Glass dropped. So, this they're basically telling you guys how to properly prep for it. Uh, you guys all know that there is a silver raid belt uh, because we're the world's second team to, to go through, and I believe... Uh, right off the bat here, I believe it was Clan Elysium. Salt Agrippa and Elysium win the Vault of Glass Raid race. Uh, so yeah, they're saying that Elysium took home the gold or silver. Uh, because we're technically not the first to clear through Vault of Glass. Or Sorry, not we. Jesus, I'm not part of Elysium. God, no. Jesus Christ, no. Um... But Lysium wasn't technically the first to clear the Vault of Glass because uh, there was a team that did it first uh, back in D1. And for the life of me, I can't remember who it was. Hmm. Uh, oh, so I think Saltagreppa was the original fire team that completed it in 2014. That's that's what's going on here. So Lysium were the ones who completed it in D2 in 2014. Yeah, so I think that's what we're going with here. Is that uh, so? Congratulations to Elysium. Um, I don't know if Bungie is still going through and checking if that is correct, but who knows? We'll see. Uh, whether or not, congrats to Elysium for, I guess, firing through in four hours, including the the challenge mode. God damn! All right. Uh, what else have I got here? So yeah. Uh, for those uh, looking for the perfect reward that will say, will you raid with me? Mm -hmm. Guardians who complete the Vault of Glass before May 25th, 2015, 9.59 a.m. So that's Tuesday. Directly before weekly reset. We'll unlock the Vault of Glass raid ring for purchase from the Bungie store. And holy shit, it looks so good. Oh, I want to be able to buy that ring, but that is probably outside of my budget. So... To those of you who were able to purchase it, uh, send me a picture of that because I want to see. I want to see what that ring do. <laughs> if you like it, you should have put a ring on it. And if you like this raid, you should put a ring on it. So, God, that ring looks so good. Anyway, claim your reward code. Claim your reward code by June thirtieth, twenty twenty one, nine fifty nine a.m. PDT, and make your purchase by June June thirtieth, twenty twenty one. 11:59 p.m. PDT, or your spoils were for for yeah, will forever be lost to time. I've had a few drinks here, so folks, so bear with me while I uh, rectify that in some way. <laughs> Whoopsie. So then there's the raid jacket, which looks pretty fantastic. Um, you have to complete the Vault of Glass by June 1st, 2021, to unlock the Vault of Glass raid jacket uh, for purchase from the Bungie store. I Fuck, I really want to get that raid jacket, honestly. It looks really good. And the inside of it is all, like, Vex coating. It, it looks so good. It looks, it looks like a really, really good windbreaker as well. There are going to be a few other uh, bunch of rewards up for grabs, so go and check all that shit out, including including a Smolin plushie. They actively turned the baby Elixni into a plushie, into a marketable plush toy. And I'm going to buy that shit. I am going to complete the triumph required, and I'm going to buy that immediately because, 
Goddamn. Goddamn, I cannot pass up on that. So, probably what everyone wants to hear from this. Crossplay. How about a beta? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You heard that right here, folks. <clears throat> if you're not in the know, uh, Destiny 2 is going crossplay across all platforms. And they've been hinting at this for a very long time now. But they're going to be releasing a beta pretty soon here. So... I'm just going to read through this whole thing here. In the early hours of Season of the Splicer, a few of you got your first unfiltered taste at Crossplay. <laughs> I tried. It's, it wasn't easy to, to figure out. Even though this was caused by a bug, we saw players mingling between platforms, which was awesome. That said, we needed to smash that bug like a subscribe button. Okay. Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button for uh, ADP and also for the uh, for at ADP Colossus on Twitch to... Okay, I'm going to go throw myself into the the Gorgon's gaze now. I'll see you guys later. Uh, To get our release back on track. While our current goal is for crossplay to ship in Season 15, we have a list of things to do before it's ready. One of which is a beta starting early next week. Yep. Yeah, you guys heard that right. We, we as the community, are formally invited to the Destiny 2 crossplay beta. They actually put that in bold. I love that. (laughs) And this will serve as a short, sweet, and important moment for the development of this feature. From May 25th through May 27th, a unique Vanguard Strikes crossplay beta playlist, God, that's a tongue twister, uh, will be available to all players in Destiny 2. You'll be matchmade with Guardians playing on PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, and Stadia. For all seven of you still playing on Stadia, if you're listening and you play on Stadia, fucking congratulations. I... I... I'm impressed, honestly. I'm impressed at the dedication to that. I'm going to say dead platform. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking dead platform. So uh, if I'm wrong, yell at me. Uh, I'm not going to care. Uh, your platform's trash, and I don't know what to tell you. Uh, Google themselves. <laughs> Stop putting money into it. That's not what we're here for, though. As you fight through the enemy waves of darkness, our teams will be scouring data and performing a multitude of actions to test the integrity of our upcoming product cross-play system as a token of our appreciation for your time any players who complete three strikes in the get vanguard strikes cross-play beta playlist will be rewarded with the unique star-crossed emblem and honestly guys the emblem it looks really really good it's nice and angular but at the same time it's got a really good flow of um blended colors and it's 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 a really really good look so i would highly suggest going and checking that out now before you ask the crossplay beta will be restricted to this match made activity and i think that's the point that we have to take from this is that it will be restricted to the strike playlist itself we won't be able to form a fire team just yet and we won't be able to send invites to friends so they're basically just stress testing the system i think they're specifically targeting the matchmaking systems as we prep this feature for next season as they prep the feature for next season yeah Many thanks in advance, Bungie is saying. Uh, incredibly excited for crossplay and the bright future this feature will bring by United Guardians from around the world, no matter which platform they play on. And I think this is a fantastic thing. The more people that can play Destiny together, the better. I realize there are going to be technological limitations, and it is going to be a goddamn shit show right off the bat. Guarantee there are going to be problems for balancing. There's no way that they're not going to be. Controller has a shit ton of aim assist, uh, but that being said, skilled players on uh, mouse and keyboard will be able to rinse people uh, in 
rinse people who are using controllers when it eventually gets to like crucible and stuff like that one way or another this is a good thing this is a very positive thing i'm glad that destiny is moving to a crossplay system it's i'm not going to say that it's it's about time because i realize that this is a giant endeavor for them to take under but undertake rather but yeah i'm really happy to see um to see this coming to the forefront and uh there's so moving on from that um get hype for crossplay primed and ready uh so they're just twitch prime rewards uh you get the vigilance swing you get the what what sparrow is that ravager's ride exotic sparrow is the one that came out in i think it was forsaken yeah meh meh vigilance swing is pretty good these days uh it also comes with the house of light legendary ghost protection uh, yeah. i have twitch prime i haven't collected it yet uh, yeah yeah we'll, we'll move on from that bug bashing uh yeah the last nine days have been jammed with investigations and bug fixes yeah they've had some of the fastest turnarounds i've ever seen for some bugs which is really good to see the team is doing really really well uh they've knocked down many high priority issues but they're still working on a few um honestly i'm not going to go through that whole thing because you guys aren't here to hear me talk about the hot fixes and it's it's just a lot of boring shit um one thing that uh they were doing for the world's first raid race was uh <laughs> an issue that they encountered was that you could push bosses off the map so you can still push atheon off the map that being said that's an absolute cheese teams that try to do that for the world world's first raid race would not be counted for um would not be they would be disqualified basically which makes sense because it's cheesy as fuck and you want people to do it properly. Now it does suck that they weren't able to catch that ahead of time. Uh, I'm not going to toss around a bunch of different accusations or anything because there's no point to it because I'm not going to attack any devs because they are working their asses off to make this game, this incredible, incredible game that we all love. Um, It's just funny. <laughs> it's genuinely just funny that that one, that's the one thing that slipped through of all things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then there's, uh, some, uh, movies of the week, which I'll watch at some point. There's a Fallen Babies Muppet Babies parody. I'm sure that's going to be good. Oh, there's Destiny The Last Guardian's, uh, an Avatar intro. Okay. All right. I'll watch that. I'll watch that. Artists of the Week. Uh, so the winners of the Artists of the Week are at or Mon Mon, which are uh, which is at Mon Monstera uh, on Twitter uh, for an override. God, that looks good. Yeah, it's a very anime style um, animation of a hunter wearing the. Yeah, I can't remember the name of that exotic helm right now. Hmm. Okay, so I don't play hunter much. Titan Gang. Uh... <laughs> God damn. Uh... Yeah, basically just a really, really nice piece of override work. The next one is uh, Spookgeist, at Spookgeist on Twitter, uh, which is a commission of at Night, Night Pierce's Joan. Uh, looks to be a, yeah, it looks to be, a, yeah, somebody's uh, player character in Destiny who is the young wolf warming themselves by a campfire. That looks really good. That looks really, really good. All right. 
So, how many times do we have to teach this lesson, old man? I mean, Atheon. Uh, it seems this machine god is stuck in a causal loop within the activity, suggesting that Destiny 2 somehow binds space and time into a causal loop within the activity, suggesting that Destiny 2 somehow binds space and time into a causal loop within the activity. Damn it. The Vault of Glass got to me again. All right, everybody. Uh, I hope that everybody had a good raid race. Uh, whether or not you were, if you if you went for it, if you were competing for worlds first, then fucking good on you. If you were just, if you guys were just playing to complete it within the first twenty four hours, then still fucking good on you. That is not easy. Fuck, that's not easy. Newton and I struggled to put together a team. We couldn't even put six people together. I mean, admittedly, we did get an offer like a, a few hours before it started, but. We were burnt out by that point, so thank you to Kenny for offering. Uh, our, our buddy Kenny, he's a, he's a friend of the podcast, so thank you for offering that, Kenny. Um, but we were just burnt out, but we were very happy to watch our friends. Uh, we were ha very, very happy to watch our friends go through it, and uh, all I can say is fuck the Templar. All right, guys, I gotta grab a sip of water here. Mm. Okay. So, I believe the title of this stream was uh, Fuck Lakshmi 2, and here's why. Uh, fuck Lakshmi 2, and here's why. Because she is sowing uh, discord and discontent within the people of the last city, and she's fear-mongering. Because... Oh, okay, well, I've, just, I've, I've got a lore tab that can... Uh, oh, where did it go... Oh no! Oh no! 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 Which which lore tab was it? Uh, guys, guys, I lost the lore tab that I wanted to talk about. Shit. Okay. Uh, it was a sidearm. Uh, was it a sidearm? Survivor's appetite. The vision. That was it. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm. So for those of you who don't like to listen to lore now is the time to duck out of the episode because i'm gonna go in and because there's no newt or starlight to stop me uh guys we're gonna get into some lore here we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna read some lore yeah yeah okay so this is a letter addressed to lakshmi 2 the director of future war cult it's in the name people it's in the name it's a fucking cult God, I hate this Exo so much. She always creeped me out back in D1 as well. Like, I, I didn't have any reason. I, it might have been the voice. That being said, the voice actress for Lakshmi 2, like, praise beyond high to her. Uh, let me see here if I, if I can... Uh, uh, let me see if I can look this up here. Voice actor... Oh, God, I'm, I'm going to butcher this name so horribly, but, uh, Shora Agdashlu, uh, is the voice actress for Lakshmi 2, um, knocking out of the fucking park. Like, seriously, I detest the character of Lakshmi 2, but the emotion and just production that um, she's putting into this character is incredible. And so just props, props to her. I believe she's also in the expanse, which I have to watch at some point. We're getting past the point though. 
I want to read uh, the Lord to start you guys off. I want to read the Lord tab of the vision um, sidearm, which is funnily enough, one of the future war cult themed weapons from this season. Anyway, glory is the damage the right blast can do. Director Lakshmi too. Enough is enough. I know what you're using, and I'll be speaking with the Vanguard. The fact you think you can interpret what has driven dozens to insanity doesn't give me a good deal of confidence in your decision-making abilities, and I can't keep my concerns internal any longer. We don't need another Sunderesh in the upper ranks. I don't care if you saw the Red War before it happened. What would you say of the several other unfruitful predictions you conveniently ignore now? I have listened to your speeches and read your many messages calling for support. I understand you believe the future is at stake, and we are supposed to do something about that. Fear over the fallen is not the future this organization was meant to combat. Your paranoia won't change my mind. My children were harassed in the streets today for daring to bring food to the Elixney Quarter. They came home in tears, and I wonder how long until it becomes worse. I won't be part of spreading that fear. I won't participate in splitting this city and turning it against itself. I'm well aware of the dangers posed by fallen houses, but the city remains strong because we stand together. You're a student of history. You know the Iron Lords converted warlords to dutiful servants of the light. Lord Shax alone should speak to the value of that effort. If a fallen house wants to stand with us against their own, just like the warlords of old, just like the fallen of the reef did, who are you to tell them no? Armies, we can keep out. The guardians will hold the wall. That danger is nowhere close to the death from within that you were stoking. If it all falls apart, just remember Mithrax didn't fire the first shot. You did. Consider this my resignation. Navarro. Just let that sink in. Somebody who is high up enough in the future war call to know what Lakshmi is using, which is the Oxa machine, or a version of the Oxa machine, to predict the future, is resigning. And just saying, like, enough is enough, you're fucked if you think this is the way that you're going to secure humanity's survival in the future. There's no way. Lakshmi... I personally believe Lakshmi is in the wrong. Um, there's a lot going on, honestly. But, goddamn. Lakshmi is just. <laughs> well, there's evidence in the lore tabs that Lakshmi herself is sending out messages to the people of the city and sowing fear and discontent within them against the fallen. But she's not the only one to be doing this. It's not her alone that's acting like this. Funnily enough, it's the endless night that's actually getting to people. It's a vex simulation that's descended upon the city. Like, ooh, 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 the sun didn't come out. Ooh. Despite the multiple ramifications of the sun not shining, on the earth for weeks at a time that's that's not great that's that's kind of catastrophic but let's suspend some disbelief here folks and let's go with space magic prevails above all the simulation itself is affecting the people of the city negatively you know when you when your allergies are acting up in a really really bad way 
or you've got a really, really nasty head cold. There's almost nothing wrong with you, except you can't think straight properly, and there's just a buildup of pressure in your sinuses. That's all that you can really focus on. Hour in, hour out. You're just like, fuck's sake. I've taken my antihistamine, but there's nothing that's getting rid of this pressure. You blow your nose as many times as you can, but nothing comes up but just air and the feeling of raw skin. But there's still that pressure behind your sinuses. That's what the people of the last city are feeling. And this is the psychological effect that people are feeling. The lore tab from the Grid Skipper pulse rifle, which is the seasonal pulse rifle, explains this perfectly. No stars overhead. Best not to look up. Amanda Holliday. He heard something and snapped awake. There it was again. The skittering of clawed feet above him. In a moment, he had grabbed the pulse rifle from near the door that was, and was outside. He saw nothing but the lip of the tar paper roof against the undulating night sky. That didn't mean anything. They could turn invisible. Everyone knew that. They could just be standing there. One, two, or a dozen staring down at him. He looked for shimmering outlines, but his vision was filled by the swaying grid of the dark purple night. He squinted as a ripple rolled high overhead, and the grid seemed to move closer, like an enormous sheet settling over the city. A wave of pressure pushed down, building in his sinuses. He pressed his hand to his eyes. A deep thrum filled his head, and he heard their claws on the walls around him, their hissing laughter. He turned towards the street, weapon raised. He felt his heart thudding in his chest and sweat beating on his back. Another noise. Someone pounding on glass behind him. He spun and one of them was in his house, looking out at him through his window. His sweaty fingers fumbled to turn, off, turn the safety off. As it opened his mouth, Dad, the fallen shouted, you're standing in the garden. He looked down dumbly. Cherry tomatoes were crushed beneath his bare feet. His son yelled again, no longer a fallen, merely irritated and half asleep. Come back inside. Hands shaking, he stepped out of the garden. He fought, to urge to, he fought the urge to look into the sky as he walked back to the house. Dude almost shot his son. Based on... Accentuated and elevated, f elevated fear that comes from a rational place. Humans have been at war with the the Elixni or the Fallen, as some of them might know, for centuries, for a very, very long time. And now the House of Light has moved into the city. It makes sense that people would be apprehensive or fearful or on guard that people are there. It just makes sense. I'm just playing the, the neutral card here for the average layman to have an alien race that has, from what you've heard, supposedly slaughtered humanity since the, since the uh, collapse, who has eaten your children, if the stories of legends are to be true, then all of a sudden they're living within the same city as you, yeah. You can see why this endless night might be starting to amplify some of these misgivings and some of these pre-existing nasty thoughts. 
which doesn't make them right. But the one I want to focus on here is hands shaking. He stepped out of the garden. Now, I don't know if that's intentional on Bungie's part or not, but stepped out of the garden. It's, it sounds very much like he's stepping out of the black garden. Like he is taking stock of, Oh yeah. Okay. This is reality. This is what I'm looking at. And he's stepping out of the garden, which might be a metaphor for the black garden. I don't know. It's, it's not capitalized. It's just, Something your boy Colossus wants to take a look at. So we've already read that. Read that. We read the TWAB. Sorry, folks. I'm just uh, exiting out of my uh, <laughs> tabs here. Okay. What else are we going to read here? Okay, sure. You know what? Because this is one of my favorite swords of the entire game, and it was reprised this season, I, I could not be happier about it. Let's read the Crown Splitter, lower tab. Our enemies think themselves gods and kings. Show them the error of their ways. Callisto Yin. A cargo carrier is parked outside of a short stack residential building. Refracted light from the aura of the traveler scattered shadows on the, on the street in unusual ways, but no one was paying attention to the shadows today. Neighbors across the street in brownstones watched movers carry furniture out of the building. The whirr clack of two decommissioned Generation 1 Redjacks carrying an antique chaise lounge echoed down the street. The machine noise was met with the laughter of children pursuing them in amused delight. These Redjacks no longer wore the Vanguard insignia. Instead, they displayed a serial number and the logo for a long-term storage company. Come on, kids. Stay out of the way, warned a broad warned a tall broad-shouldered woman in a worker's jumpsuit she wore the same logo as the red jacks the same uh, the name sonia embroidered on one sleeve how are we doing here she called into the foyer two more chairs the armor and then we got to call the forces of the city about all the munitions answered another mover inside of the building sonia sighed fixed the two children with a warning look and walked up the steps of the into the foyer of the building Inside, she found her coworker, Maron, catalog cataloging items in a datapad while two more decommissioned Gen 1 Redjacks idled nearby. The munitions Maron had mentioned were significant. Boxes of ammunition piled chest-high, ferroplastic cases, stacks of loose body armor, and one large sword partly wrapped in sturdy cloth bound in buckled straps. Sorry, gotta get some water here. This was all in her apartment? Sonia asked in disbelief. Marone just shook his head in response. <laughs> Wild, isn't it? Like an armory in there. Eh, are next of kin picking this up? Sonia wondered. She didn't have any, was Marone's somber response. So I should probably do that again. She didn't have any, was Marone's somber response. He handed over his data pad to her, and she re reviewed the checklist. So, what's happening to all of this? Why is it moving? Sonia asked as she scanned the list. Marone sighed with a, sh with a shrug. <sighs> Building owner needed the apartment vacated. There's people moving away from the neighborhoods ar around the uh, Elixney Quarter, and he wants to clean this the unit up for sale. People like the stuff that historic. Oh, excuse me. Marone made a sweeping gesture with one hand as if mentioning to a marquee overhead. A guardian lived here. 
Sonya looked up from the data pad with a crease in her brow. A literal war hero dies fighting for us, and some landlord wants to monetize her space? The hell are you yelling at me for? Moron complained as he turned towards the Red Jacks, giving them instructions on what to carry next. If she, if she lived up in the tower, I'm sure they, they have, they'd have turned it into a shrine. But she didn't, and they won't. He didn't uh, wait for a response and followed the Red Jacks as they carried the armor out onto the street. Sonya left with her thoughts. Sonya, left with her thoughts, looked down at the data pad again. She brushed her thumb over an item, swiped, swiped left, and then down. Delete item? Sonya clicked to the green check mark. She knew where at least one item belonged, and it wasn't in a storage locker. They could fire her later, or maybe she just quit. Sloane would have liked that. Damn. I don't know if this is supposed to be Sloane's apartment that they're... Yeah, I, I get the feeling that this is Sloane's apartment that they're vacating. And Sonya, the mover, might be taking the sword and giving it back to the vanguard. So it's possible that the Crown Splitter Sword originally belonged to Sloane, who was lost to Titan when it got taken by the when it got taken by the darkness. It's possible. It's entirely possible. I've got a couple more lore tabs here for you folks. And I'll read one. That's a little bit more positive. It's, it's it's more positive, but we'll end on a we'll end on a bit of a heavier note than than normal. So, here's the lore tab for the Null Composure Fusion Rifle. And before I go into this, I hope that you guys have played the at least the very first mission of Season of the Splicer, and I hope you guys explored Botsa District, where the House of Light were shantied up, let's just say. Where the House of Light decided to shack up. Well, not decided, where they were forced to shack up. Uh, in the in the wreckage of Kell's Scourge. Which was a gangster faction of Fallen who assaulted the Black Armory and tried to take the tech inside and almost succeeded. Uh, but they had created Insurrection Prime, which was a servitor, uh, which took control of this mech. Uh, and now, actually, Insurrection Prime actually now serves as the House of Light Prime servitor, which is uh, hooked up in the helm right now. Barely functional, but it works as a mouthpiece for Mithrax. But regardless, uh, it's still kind of cool that they were able to salvage a Prime servitor which is not easy to come by these days. So, one way or another. This is the Null Composure Fusion Rifle that is the seasonal ritual weapon. Initiate or suppress. <clears throat> nah, Starlight, you're the nerd. Initiate or suppress. The five splicers sat motionless around the small access point that jutted from the dark stone. It pulsed softly checked and rechecked the permissions that summoned it, and then pushed a data spike solidly into the Vex domain. 
The Splice's consciousnesses spiraled into the network and they immediately sensed the colors changing around them. They were being hunted. Exclusion fields manifested and chased them, sizzling over the data, uh, data planes as they passed. With a confident laugh, Grainslayer blinked into a silver fractal of unbound light. The field shattered and split to follow him. Chronicle spun blue, spun cool blue towers of mandatory protocols stretching into infinity, then duplicated his trace and sent himself hurtling down all possibilities at once. The domain chugged and hitched as he moved. Anomaly focused his light and, and caught a bucking ripple of the domain, pushed and pried a crack into the deep cipher beneath. Collide and corrosion plunged through. Corrosion, her light a scythe, tore fiercely at the smothering strands of replicating data. Collide reached into the blinding heart of the domain, grasping at the decompiling wisps, feeling them retract from his access. He centered himself and willed the correct strand to appear before him. It took all his strength and skill to bend it, to change a one to a zero. And as he thought it, it happened. The access point dissipated, leaving the five splicers back in the dark stone room. They turned to collide, and when he nodded, they collapsed into joyful, relieved laughter. They had erased the Vex's knowledge of Misrax's daughter, Ido. Collide caught his breath and shrugged with false modesty. Provoke the amendum, he began. Perish as the residum, Corrosion finished for him before she fell into a fit of laughter once more. So, a group of five guardians with splicer gauntlets spliced themselves into the Vex network and erased all of the Vex's knowledge of Misrax's daughter, Ido, who he named after Sir Ido, who was the queen's the queen's wrath before um before petra was sir ido was the was the one person pseudo human who began misrax's um path to trusting humans so he named his daughter after them and it turns out the vex the gigantic data collecting collective that they are had data on Ido which isn't great so they as I don't know what their reasoning was possibly just as a, a kindness to, to Mishrax they <laughs> erased all of Ido's data not not Sir Ido but all of his all of Mishrax's daughter's data from the Vex network which is so fucking cool so goddamn cool I love this I love this lore entry alright I have two more for you and then I'll call it, because I've probably taken up enough of your time here. This next one is from the Chroma Rush Auto Rifle, which I assume everybody has been loving. Because, God, it's such a good auto rifle, and I hope you've gotten a good roll on it. Um, I'm pretty much specifically speaking to Newt right now, because he, uh, in historic, classic Newt fashion, could not get it to drop for him, while everybody else in the clan got it to drop with great rules. Uh, it's, a, it's a great time. Uh, Newt's RNG is historically trash. Mm. Oh, that's good water. Okay, so. Drink from the data stream. The Nixley awkwardly shouldered its way onto the empty stool at the ramen shop and rested its four elbows on the bar. 
Maurice looked up over the huge pot of broth and, thinking a titan in one of the ridiculous helmets had arrived for lunch, called out, It wasn't until he absently stepped to the bar that he realized who his customer was. Metal plating covered the creature's forehead and the side of its face, ending in a nozzle that hissed a steam, a stream of bluish mist. A haphazard collision of heavy canvas and metallic weave draped over its shoulders. A vanguard lanyard dangled absurdly from its neck. Temporary. It was small for an elixir, but its angular head still towered above Maurice as it hunched over the bar. Four blue eyes looked back at him from above a lipless mouth. It opened, revealing rows of thin, sharp teeth. One item. Ramen soup. The elixir croaked stiltedly. Please. Maurice held his breath, tightened his grip on his pencil, and grinned. He grinned when he was nervous, and this seemed like as good a time as any. The elixir grinned back, nodded, and opened its horrible mouth again. I smelled it, and the smell was good, it said. Maurice scanned the bar. His other customers sat frozen, their bowls of ramen steaming silently in front of them. He realized his mouth had apparently decided to talk on its own, as if nothing were wrong. He heard himself ask, How spicy? Zero to five stars. The elixir had anticipated this question. Spicy five stars, it said, holding up one hand with three claws splayed and another with two. May I receive additional dead flesh, please? You got it, Maurice said, his, his even voice betraying none of his tension, and he turned back to the bubbling pot of broth. Muscle memory took over, and he soon found himself placing a steaming bowl of ramen in front of the creature, who clucked cheerfully. Maurice took a half-step back. A small crowd was forming in the walkway in front of the restaurant. Some of the customers leaned in as their curiosity overcame their terror. Maurice noticed the woman in C2 needed more water, but it could wait. The elixir raised its arms tentatively, then looked to Maurice again. What is the protocol? Maurice found himself unsure of which pair of the elixir's eyes to look into and focused on the ramen instead. Well... You eat the noodles and pork and egg with egg, repeated the elixir, enjoying the familiar word, the unfamiliar word. Yeah, egg. You eat all that with the chopsticks and you get the broth with the spoon. Maurice saw how the elixir's claws dwarfed the ceramic spoon. Or you can just lift the whole bowl and drink it. Maurice mimed, lifting a bowl to his lips. <laughs> the elixir nodded. Its claws tapped uh, the metal on its face, and the hissing blue mist ceased. The elixir held the chopsticks, tested their weight, and respectfully placed them back on the bar before bringing the bowl to its mouth with its upper arms. Above the ramen bowl, Maurice saw all four of the elixir's eyes close. A long moment of tension fell over the shop, the silence broken only by the staccato series of hissing slurps. Finally, the elixir lowered the empty bowl. It breathed in the blue mist uh, resumed its uh, it, it breathed in as the blue mist resumed its thin spray. It looked towards Maurice. I tasted all of it. It said with a deep satisfaction. I am very thankful. Maurice Maurice's grin turned into into a tentative smile. Glad you enjoyed it. 
The elixir stood and held out what looked like a small token of the traveler. It glowed as it floated in the elixir's palm. Compensation, it said. Maurice reached to take the treasure, then drew his hand back. For new customers, there is no charge, he said. No compensation. Thank you for coming in. The elixir cocked its head, then clucked, and the model vanished beneath folds of his cloak. It smiled at Maurice. You, it said, then cleared his throat with a rumble. You are, uh, and then five spirited words that followed were replete with hard consonants. In the confused silence that followed, the elixir nodded graciously, then walked through the crowd outside and deeper into the city. So part of me hates to do this to you folks, but I'm going to go directly into the Shattered Cipher. Lortab. All doors open before you. Not before we get some water. <clears throat> Helena looked suspiciously at the broken windows in the abandoned building and checked her datapad coordinates again. She'd never been at this corner of the city before. Mom? She called doubtfully, hearing her voice, voice echo in the empty space. Back here, answered her mother, and Helena's stomach dropped. She pulled open a rusty door and found her mother in a low concrete room, frantically packing the contents of a long table into duffel bags. Along the far wall, another woman was balling up a plastic tarp. The room smelled like chemicals. A man shouldering a large black bag pushed his way past her in a cloud of cologne, alcohol, and sour sweat. Helena noticed a small signal jammer blinking orange on the table. Behind it, an exo was waist-deep in a rebar-lined fracture in the floor. Tight fit, he grunted as he wiggled his way deeper into the gap. But I'm guessing he didn't get far. I'll find him. He vanished into the hole. What's going on? Helena asked. Don't ask questions, her mother said as she shrugged a damp strand of blonde hair out of her face. We need to get moving. She nodded towards the far corner of the room. You take that pile. Helena crossed her arms warily. Mom, what are you doing here? I don't have time to talk about this now, her mother snapped. You don't know what's going on. You didn't see them looking through the windows. You didn't hear what this one said in the ramen shop. For the first time, her mother looked up. Dangerous intensity burned in her eyes. They're using the dark to blind us, and we're not going to let it happen. Now help me. Helena walked slowly to the trash pile in the corner. Towels soaked with blue fluid. Rubbery tubes. Strange scraps of metal. A laminated card that read temporary. Her voice was small. Lama, what did you do? This sequence of lore tabs shows the exactly what the fear-mongering, hateful messages, and manipulation that Lakshmi too is working on the people of the city. It's not entirely her doing, though. As I said before, the Endless Night is enhancing 
all of these emotions. And if it wasn't obvious, this trash pile in the corner, towels, excuse me, soaked with blue fluid, rubbery tubes, strange scraps of metal, a laminated card that read temporary, is, was, the elixir that ate his first bowl of five-star spicy ramen in the ramen shop. And thereafter, another one. Which I believe is, if I'm correct, because I haven't actually looked this up. But from what I've heard, the one that the EXO is after, when he says that, uh, when he's wiggling his, uh, wriggling his way deeper into the gap, but I'm guessing he didn't get far, I'll find him. He vanished into the hole. I believe this EXO is after the dead Elixney's brother. So this is just one anecdotal story of the atrocities that are being committed against the fallen. Sorry, excuse me, the Elixni in the last city. And this is what happens when fear-mongering takes hold. People get attacked. And... I think that, not not I think, I know that Bungie is pulling from real life events and situations and goings on in the world right now. And there is a lot of hate. There is a lot of misgivings, of deep-seated prejudice existing in the world right now. And... Bungie is highlighting this in these lore tabs and how wrong it is and how fucked up all of this is. And it's just about being kind to each other, being good to each other. And if we're putting it into very simple black and white terms that Bungie seems to be putting through here, at least on a surface level, is that you don't know what somebody else is going through. And if somebody's a refugee from a life where they were going to either be conscripted or die, and their only option was to come to this city that they've been at war with for years... Not they themselves, but their leaders, Aramis, their governments have been at war with. What other options do they have? And to see that this is the kind of thing that can happen in a fictional sense. Just imagine what's happening out there in the real world right now.
It's not all bad, though. Within the story, within this story, there are knights in shining armor. Quite literally. Crow, for example. Uh, there was a group of humans who were going into the, the Elixney sector in the Bots district, uh, specifically going in to sabotage the, their ether production tanks. The one thing that can actually keep them alive, uh, can keep them alive and thriving, humans were going in to disrupt all of this and possibly do more damage until Crow dropped in into the center of them, pulled a gun, and said, you don't want to do this. The humans who were doing this realized he was a guardian, uh, guardian, and they backed off. But if he wasn't there to stop them, then they could have done a whole lot of damage. Now, obviously there aren't knights in shining armor who are going to drop down out of nowhere and save people who are in need and save people who are in jeopardy because that's just not how life works. But it's crow, if anything has been a show that has been a representation that we can do better and we can be good despite our pasts despite what you may have been in a past life that doesn't necessarily define what you are now and it doesn't have to define what you do and what you and who you are as a person. As long as you are actively willing to change and be better than the person you were, if you feel that's necessary, then maybe one day you can be that knight in shining armor. But that's all I have to say on all of this. For closing statements, I think that the Bungie writing team has once again hit a home run so hard that they dented the moon on this one, which might incite the hive to actually wake up. And it might become a war moon, but that's beyond me right now. I'm not going to get into war moons right now, but at a later date, I probably will. But I can feel a headache coming on here, folks, because I don't think I've talked for this long without being interrupted or checked by Starlight and Newt in a very long time. So I'm going to say adieu for now. Hopefully Newt can get this episode out at some point. Um, (laughs) Hopefully before work starts up on the weekend although that being uh, sorry not the weekend that being said uh the part of the world that we're in right now uh we're in a long weekend so we'll see hopefully tuesday hopefully we'll have this ready for you by tuesday morning but be good to each other be patient and realize that not everything has to be a knee-jerk reaction take time to analyze what's going on and take time to put yourself in somebody else's ether filled boots realize that they might be going through something that you couldn't even fathom that you couldn't even realize just be good to each other that's all i ask be good to each other and stay hydrated so for 
all the information that I have to go through at the end of this, uh, you can find the main account at Podcast Destiny on Twitter, uh, where another de- the name is Another Destiny Podcast. That's where you can find uh, most updates about when we're going live and, yeah, all, all the good stuff like that. Uh, you can find myself at ADP Colossus on Twitter, uh, as well as at ADP Colossus on Twitch, where if you're watching live, that's where you're seeing this right now. Uh, you can also find uh, my co-hosts Newt at ADP Newt on Twitter, um, and at and Starlight at ADP Starlight on Twitter as well. I believe their handles are the same on Twitch. If you ever want to see them stream, not that they ever do. Boys, get on it. Um, and we upload our episodes to Spotify and iTunes. So if you have, if you want to sh- like toss a review our way, then we would absolutely love that. Please be um 100% honest like we're obviously not going to ask for five stars because that's a little bit unreasonable uh we just ask that you guys be open and honest with uh what you think we could do better at um yeah that's basically it i'm completely running out of steam here i'm not gonna lie here folks so uh (laughs) i hope you guys all have a great day morning evening whatever you're up to and i hope that this episode has worked as a filler for the interim because apparently we're uploading every two weeks now so i apologize for that and we're going to try to do better no promises but we're going to do our absolute best but don't worry we haven't forgotten you we have not forgotten any of you who listen to us and we love you all all right then have a good night good night everybody i'm gonna go hydrate And so should you. And just remember, you always have time for another Destiny podcast.